This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, welcome to another edition of Alley Le Rouge for the Liverpool Echo. And I'm your host, Peter Hooten, and I'm joined for this podcast by regular guests, John Nicholson and Mono. And I'm delighted to say we have a very special guest, Karen Gill, the granddaughter of Bill Shankly and the author of the Real Bill Shankly book, joining us today. So a very warm welcome, Karen. Uh, we're honoured to have you as a guest. Um, we know you live in Athens, yeah. so... What's the reason for you for being in Liverpool? Well, I, I just came over really with my daughter, and I wanted to show her. I wanted to show her around, you know. And uh, we we went up to Glasgow. We had a little trip to uh, just to see, you know, where her great ancestors came from, really. Right. <laughs> So where did you actually go to Glenbow? Well, we could be. It's not open to the public at the moment, but yeah. it will be after the second of September. Obviously, yeah. there's going to be a big ceremony, and yeah. um, so uh, no. But we did meet, you know, some people from around there, some people who've been involved in in the whole memorial. Um, you know, trying to erect yeah. the memorial for my granddad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, basically, um, talk about the Arsenal game really, and. Uh, I think, uh, well, what can you say about Liverpool's start of the season? It just seems like, for me, it just seems like a continuation of last season. Because we're looking at the City results and they're looking at ours. We're winning one and we're hoping they're going to drop points. It just seems a continuation, John, do you think? Do you feel like so, that really. to you, yeah? Yeah, I think, first of all, I think um, to one or three games, particularly the Southampton game, the way we did, it's always hard, Southampton. Um, harder still because of the trip to Istanbul I thought, you know, which was a trophy we all wanted to win no doubt about that and we won it but then to come back and then go to Southampton and get that result I thought it was magnificent you know um, the Arsenal game yeah really really hard game um, I know we won it well in the end but it's always going to be a hard game as well so it's great yet that we've won all three and yeah you're looking at what Man City's doing you didn't expect them to do anything other than win their three but you know, with Tottenham getting the points off them, it's uh, it's the one time we think yeah, not bad for VAR. Thank yeah, God for VAR. Yeah, right. We're probably you know obviously throughout the season, the new VAR. You know, we might benefit from some decisions, but also we you know might be affected. Mono, I mean, did you? I mean, to hundred um, percent win rate. I mean, we we had expecting that. Well, after the pre-season, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a bit of doom and gloom in pre-season, wasn't it? But we all know the pre-season is for, for fitness only. And you can't lead too much into you know results, which we you know we all like to win. Don't get me wrong, but but the Arsenal game on, on Saturday was um, was absolutely brilliant. I thought we were a fantastic start to finish. Yeah, they got in behind a few times, but listen, that's the way Liverpool play. And no matter you know you look at City's games as well. You know you can get in behind them. So uh, you know the opposition, no matter who they are, can always come and have a go at, at whatever time. You know throughout the ninety minutes. And I thought Liverpool. The way they battled, the way they hurried down, you know, chased everything, you know, nothing was lost. The way they just battled for, for 19 yeah. minutes, were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well, um, the win against Arsenal on Saturday, it was like Liverpool's 12th consecutive Premier League uh, victory. So that's the, that beat the best ever. Uh, the best ever in, in uh, Division 1 was in 1989, between February and April, under Kenny Daglish, when they won 11 straight victories. And then the last one was Benitez, 2006. So the 11 straight wins in 2006 um, under Rafa Benitez. But 
Klopp's broken that record now, 12 straight wins, it's absolutely remarkable achievements isn't it Karen? Yeah it's amazing and, and I think it's just, for me as well, it's just seeing like there's some passion back and the passion that you can see in the supporters, that's what's been so great. Yeah I mean that's been a special thing between Klopp and the sports and Klopp was fairly disappointed when he first arrived at Anfield wasn't he because I think we've had a, had a few years of disappointments and uh, me mediocrity really you know uh, after nearly winning the league 2013-14 but in terms of Klopp's thing about getting passion back in the fans uh, that's what your granddad was all about wasn't he really yeah know? absolutely I mean and, and as well it's that it can't be forced or it can't be you can't pretend that kind of thing it's got to come from the heart hasn't it and so and I think that's what Klopp brings to the game he brings passion which it's not there's no pretense about it it's, it's genuine and I think the, the supporters have picked up on that and, and it's brought back that passion and yeah and so. winning the European Cup doesn't harm it does not that, like, no, that helps I mean I think helps. that gave I mean, it was all about belief, isn't it? You know, people about uh, belief and the passion. But we've all, you know, we've been pretty critical on the podcast in the past. But it's the acid test is uh, is Sunday afternoon at, at midday, isn't it? Because we've had a Norwich game uh, that you went to, Callum, wasn't yeah. it? on the uh, on the Friday Friday's, night at eight o'clock. Yeah. Then we've had the Arsenal game at uh, five on a Saturday. So you'd always expect there to be uh, a bit of um, passion there, and also. But my dad, who's been going to them match since the 50s I said to him what was it like, you know, what was it like on Saturday and because um, we had a gig at the time in uh, in Scotland with Madness and he said it was unbearable and I said what do you mean unbearable he said it was too loud for me and like he hasn't even got a hearing aid you know, he's getting on a bit and he just said it was too loud it was like getting back to the 60s it was, it was and we that to me you know that says everything you know and we have been unbearable as well because we've won so many cups now. <laughs> Maybe. I think as the flag says, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought the crowd on Saturday was magnificent. As, as good as the team were, I think the crowd were. Yeah. And I can understand what your dad's saying because I, I felt it, I'm in block 306 and um, I thought at times this is like hurting your ears. It's, yeah, there's so that's much noise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because of the noise around you, I always end up looking at the other stands to see because you can't hear them in, in, in such you can only hear, uh, hear the noise of what's around you yeah, yeah. so I look to see if they're joining in by their actions you know mm. and clapping and what have you and the number of times I had to look around I thought yeah you know this yeah. is the whole ground this oh, everyone yeah. is here today everyone is yeah. making yeah, an yeah, effort team, yeah. and, and the yeah. atmosphere and, and the, the passion to get behind the team was there for the 90 minutes yeah. it was great on Saturday yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's, a, it's a field with factor <clears> isn't it you know it's, it's carried on from last season obviously you know the great run in the league and then winning the European Cup and now you know the three games but then to win the, uh, the Super Cup and it's come back you know after that it, it, we just carried on yeah. you know as if you know not as if, go back to the pre-season as you said where it was a bit negativity but we just carried on from last season onwards now and I think the battle is just Liverpool and City again yeah. you know right for the rest of the season yeah so here's an interesting stat, since Jürgen Klopp took over in October 2015, Liverpool have scored 26 goals against Arsenal, the most any side has scored against another Premier League team in that, in that period. Um, were you surprised the way Arsenal set up? I think uh, in terms of, in terms of uh, you know, uh, United, Emery said you know, he, he allowed Liverpool to go down the flanks, he played that diamond in the middle didn't he? Yeah. So it was almost like saying we're going to invite the crosses in from um, from Robertson and Trent, 
but we're going to deal with them because we packed the defence. And when I was watching the match, I was thinking, you know, I've never seen an Arsenal team set up like that for many years. It was almost like they were going just to get the breakaways. I mean, were you surprised by the way they set up? Or well, yeah, because because Arsenal's a, a better team than than that, yeah. if, if you like. Um, and and Emery's right. I think after thirty-five minutes or so, certainly before the first goal. I remember like Mono saying to me, I don't think we've had a shot on target. So that was probably, he said that before, the mm. Mane's mm. shot. Yeah. Um, and that was right at that time. We hadn't had that shot on target, but, but in many ways it was just pure luck really. The Arsenal were just getting enough bodies in the way all mm. the time Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to stop us getting an effort on goal or to stop us scoring. And well, the, purely well, because the you get that they make men across the edge of the box yeah, almost that's right. well, well the first goal that. obviously came from a uh, set piece didn't it you know so in a way you might be saying well he, he actually might have got that right but he just on the set piece it was just it was susceptible but, but he's saying that you know for the 35 minutes or before you know the intensity of our game was was unreal yeah, yeah you know yeah. you, can, you know yeah. what i said before you know the, the chasing down the hurrying and not giving Arsenal a, a minute, you know, a second with the ball, even when we lost it, you know, we, we were fighting to get it back. Yeah. Um, well, but it uh, didn't really uh, worry me that we, we ne- you know, we never had the shot, if so to speak. But because the, the attacking mentality that we had, that we were going at them. Yeah, yeah. You know, we knew it was going to come eventually. Pepe had a chance, didn't he? Aubameyang had a chance, but I mean, we surprised, like I said, it was left down to there. I was, was yeah. I, I was surprised, very surprised, you know, because. You know, the, the three of them up front, you know, they're not as good as I three, obviously, but, you know, you put them when they're on form and, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll, they'll hate the opposition. Well, well Klopp actually said, uh, back in Europe, Mono, uh, Klopp said, uh, our identity is our intensity. Uh, we had to impose that on Arsenal and exactly what the boys did. Um, he said Liverpool had to break Arsenal physically. And I think he could see what was happening in the first half there. That's what was happening, wasn't it? It was like a swarm all over Arsenal, and like they never had time to breathe. I think he could even see that from uh, from you know the shots of the players. They were like they were sort of like thinking we're in a cauldron here. It was back to for me. It was back to the old days of like you know of uh, people coming to the ground and thinking we're not only against the team but against the crowd as well. They you know it was you know fantastic display. I think. Yeah, I think the intensity was unbelievable, and as I mentioned earlier, I think. Th- the crowd kept at it as well. Yeah. The crowd kept supporting, and then when Arsenal did get a bit of possession, yeah. the crowd are on their backs, you know. To yeah. So 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 I think I, I think I can't remember which player it was, but but I did see an Arsenal player once pointing to his ear. Yeah. To, to yeah, say yeah, yeah, can't hear, yeah, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, you know. Yeah. We've got there's, a, there's a great stat as well. Uh, it says, and it's from the Optus stats, but uh, Arsenal were dispossessed in their own half eight times in the first half alone. Um, that's. Uh, most by any other team in the Premier League this season, and the most for Arsenal in a decade, the most being dispossessed in a decade. So that just shows you the intensity and the pressing that Liverpool were doing, you know. Um, and I think that's you know it's it's nothing new for me, you know, under Klopp, but it's something that Liverpool, the great Liverpool teams in the past did as well, isn't it? But I think Saturday's game piece that was, for me that was another level for Liverpool the way the, the way they played the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was we, we've. Since Klopp's come, you know, as we said, he's intensity, you know, to 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 go for every ball, to challenge, every, you know, every, you know, every tackle, everything. For me, it was even more than more so than the rest. I mean, yeah, you yeah. come out the ground there, and everyone's just like looking at you, going, 
that was unreal what we've just seen mm-hmm. here today. Mm-hmm. And walking back to your car, that's all everyone was talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. How good we were. Well, Karen, you know, um, Bill Shankly had this unique bond with the fans, uh, and there's no doubt about it that, you know, Klopp has got a very similar thing, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, have you, I mean, going to the game, have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. And also, as well, don't forget, like when I was on the committee, um, a few years back, I used to get lots of emails with people going, you know, oh God, something needs to be done about the sound. No, there's no, there's no atmosphere yeah. at the ground. Can you explain what the really... committee was for people who might yeah, know. Yeah, the supporters committee, which oh, right. was set up by Liverpool Football Club oh, okay. quite a few years ago, and a lot of the emails were about, well, where's all the, um, where's all the passion, where's all the sound, and so you know it was something I was very aware of. And then the last few games I've been to, you can just see that that has come back. Yeah. Yeah, and it must be you know it must be must be really heartwarming for the players. This you know and the very fact that Klopp when he first came, I think was a bit surprised by the lack of atmosphere, wasn't he? Because he come from the intensity of the Bundesliga, where it's still a very working class game, isn't it? And the crowds are you know sing throughout the match, and he was probably a bit surprised that you know he turned round once to the main stand, didn't he, and go where are you going? And he said he was quoted saying, "I felt alone. People were leaving early, you know." Yeah, that's what I was going to, uh, going to mention a couple of years ago. You know, when when things weren't going well on the pitch, and then he turned around and said, you know, wasn't he never done it once, he'd done it quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's in the main stand, and you know, and the cops quiet, you know, it was, I think it was just a learning curve for everyone, but I think everyone gets it now. You know, there's no need to moan when we lose the ball because, you know, we're going to win it back, you know, get yeah. behind him. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that, that's, yeah. I think that's the mentality that he's installed in all the fans mm. now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, that's right the, the crowd do do get it now I think you mentioned before about poor atmospheres and things you know like maybe some, what's a Sunday lunch yeah. going to be but I think the last time we had a poor atmosphere was against Stoke City at home near the back end of the season before last mm. and it was a lunchtime game but I think it was a Saturday mm. and we drew 0-0 and we almost lost it at the end and Stoke's tactics spoiled the game and spoiled, spoiled the atmosphere and yeah. what have you and I think that was the last time that we as the crowd let that happen and I think ever since then we as the we crowd won. have realised how important we are and we've stayed behind the team and we've stayed patient and no more so in a strange sort of way than our next opponents in the league game is, is Newcastle and no more so for me than, than last season I remember playing Newcastle and um, I think for th- it took 35 minutes maybe just before we scored and every, every, but the crowd expected it to be sooner because it was only yeah. Newcastle if you like but the patience remained and we, and we stayed yeah, with the yeah. team yeah. and in the end we got the first goal and I think we ended yeah. up winning 2-0 and the crowd do get it now and the crowd do engage with the team and so stay patient and stay behind the team we all become believers then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's right but, and I think the crowd have to realise that that we are part of it Yeah, we are yeah, as yeah. one with the team and it's important we stay with them yeah, when we yeah. do have some games sometimes where it's yeah. not working were you a bit surprised with uh, I mean, Louise's um, description of the penalty he said uh, he even my mate Mo, because he said he's his mate, uh, said that it wasn't really a penalty. But, you know, it was so ridiculous, wasn't it? He had all of his shirt, you know, and it's almost as if Mo Salah is, he's unstoppable in that type of form, isn't he? And then the second goal, uh, the second Salah goal, he couldn't he couldn't really go in for him in case he brought him down. And uh, so, I mean, surprised by that because, well, I mean, it was a penalty, wasn't it? All day of the And he said after these pests, you know, it wasn't a penalty, he hardly trust him. He pulls him back by the shirt. It's yeah, everyone can see it was a penalty. It's, it's yeah. nailed on penalty. Yeah, I could actually see the, the shirt pull from the cop. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how clear it was. That's how clear it was. Yeah. 
but it just I think it just um, it emphasizes yeah. <laughs> it emphasizes how brilliant on the turn most of is. is he he seems to be is he unstoppable he seems to be you know in that type of form you know the, the second goal was just sublime wasn't it you know? oh brilliant yeah the turn pass Louise on the halfway line yeah. more or less and yeah. to keep up the pace that he kept up with the ball and you know because of what I mean like, had, like, you run him with the ball and you yeah. kept the same pace and if he hadn't been on he a yellow catch him. he's bringing them down oh, he would have yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, down, that's yeah. you know that's more celibacy who's best for me you know not, not yeah. that he wasn't yeah, he hasn't been that he's best we go back to like what we said last last year when people were saying he's not he's not, he's not a seller from the season before but We've said that before on here, you know, when Salah's got the ball, he's got he's got either not just one, two he's got two or three players yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. So he creates others uh, space, space for, for, others, for, yeah. for Manny and Firmino. Yeah. That's how they progressed, you know, in the last season or two. But for me, up to now, uh, Salah's um, performance has been absolutely brilliant. Mm, Karen, what do you think of the uh, the front three there? I mean are the the Europe's best, I think. <laughs> I mean, the Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, on present form and that type of form, it, it, it's hard to. If you were a manager of an opposition team, you think, how, how do we stop these? They're formidable, aren't they? Yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. as, as Mono said, if you try and mark Mo Salah, it gives space to Firmino yeah. and Mane. You try and mark them, it gives Mo, it, Mo Salah yeah. space. So it's, it's a real conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. I think for the uh, opposition. Yeah. Um, managers and and you know how are they going to stop them? You know, um, looking forward now to the Champions League draw, which is happening Thursday. Um, so, have you looked at the odds for this, uh, John? Have you looked at the odds for the uh, Champions League? No, I, I I'll so. just read them out to you. Pretty surprising to me, but Man City are four to one, Barcelona eleven to two, Liverpool are seven to one. Believe it or not, Real Madrid eight to one. PSG ten to one, Juventus ten to one, Bayern Munich fourteen to one, Tottenham twenty to one, Atletico Madrid twenty to one. But you know, after Liverpool being in two consecutive finals and winning this year, that's a decent price to have at seven to one, isn't it? You know. Yeah. You say the boogies don't get it wrong, like but yeah. you know. Well, all the usual suspects are in there as well. Yeah. You know <clears throat> that you might expect with all the billions they splashed up in Man City or PSG might. Be better in it this year than they have been. Whether they still have Neymar, I don't know. Mm. PSG, so whether he would still have a chance yeah. without him, uh, um, I don't know. Do you, Juventus, maybe, it's maybe, maybe it's a decent price for them. Possibly, yeah. You know, um, yeah. with their acquisitions uh, they've yeah. made. Mm. Karen, in terms of the Champions League, when where did you did you go over to Madrid or did you watch No, it? I went to uh, Munich. Um, yeah. I just you know. One of the, so Bayern Munich game, yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't go to the. Uh, no. So where did you watch it? In? Uh, at home. Yeah. At home in the house. Like, yeah, and I did didn't sit down for the a whole time. <laughs> I was walking up and down. I was on my own at home. Yeah. So I had a bottle of wine and lots of pacing up and That's down. That's done. <laughs> and there must yeah. have been. A, isn't there an Athens Liverpool Sports Club? There is. There is. Yeah, but it's a bit far away from me, so I preferred to watch it on, on my own. You want to study I, the game? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and drink me wine as well. So, is there anyone mono you you you'd fear in the Champions League? Olympiacos. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? Not really. Honestly, yeah. it's that we go back to what we said and we we have said it in numerous occasions. It's the power of Anfield. We can beat anyone, really. Yeah. You know yeah. the the games last year away we we lost three, was it? You know in the group stages and you know. Yeah. And these are if they saw probably the way we played. Yeah. 
but the games at Anfield, you know, we we can just blow people away, yeah, yeah. teams away. You know, as Barcelona found out, you know, uh, PSG. You know, I, I don't I don't think um, mm. I, I'm looking forward to you know bring anyone. That's that's for me. It doesn't bother yeah. me. John, the, the only the fear that I would have would be a bit of complacency. Yeah. yeah. So I would rather have. The best team in all of them pots. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, because because yeah. because I've always said this because mm-hmm. I think that when when we've got the, the plum draws, if you like, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're well, better we and we're more formidable. Last year we had it difficult, wasn't it? And it was difficult, and, and I welcome that at the time, you know, to be yeah. honest, so much ago, even though as Mono well, said, we were saved we were away from going out, though, weren't we to Napoli? Yeah, 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 yeah we we were beating in all the away games because we were poor. We, yeah. I, I thought in, in all of them, and we won't necessarily be be poor again. But if you remember the time when we had was it the year that we had Debrecen and teams like that and yeah. or Ludogatz one of them with Basel and yeah, yeah. somebody else and we never went through mm. yeah, yeah. You, know, you know so I, I'd welcome the, the best best in all, in all well, the pots really and I'll tell you what pot one is pot one's Liverpool Chelsea Barcelona Bayern Munich Juventus Man City Paris Saint-Germain and Zenit so we can't get any of them but in pot two you're saying uh, you want one of the most difficult one, one the most difficult one in pot two uh, I reckon is Atletico Madrid so um is, is Real Madrid not in the pot two? Is, is uh, pot little? two is no, they're not in pot two. They pot one, maybe. Um, um, it's Atletico in that in that group. Um, Ajax and Benfica. So uh, sorry, yeah, pot two is Real Madrid as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have Real Madrid than Atletico. Well, that's what I'm saying. The most difficult would um, be Atletico. Would be Atletico I, I think. Yeah. yeah, I was saying the most difficult would be Atletico. Yeah. And the easiest draw, from what I can see, would be Benfica. Yeah. I'd, so, I'd, love, I'd love Ajax. You know, that'd be that'd stir things up again, wouldn't it? From, yeah. Um, from the 60s, from, the from, final, from yeah. Mr. Shankly yeah. years ago, when we all won. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to have Ajax. But, yeah. But I'd take Real Madrid as well myself. Yeah. Okay. So then, in in pot three, we got the toughest draw, and I reckon the toughest draw in pot three would be Inter Milan. Um, Dark horses this year, uh, much improved under Conte, and uh, they got Lukaku. We'd always want to do yeah, put one over on Liverpool. So I'd say um, pot three we got uh, Leon, Bayer Leverkusen, Salzburg, Olympiacos, Bruges, Valencia, Inter Milan, and Zagreb. Uh, okay, so what would you, what would you, who would you fancy out of them? Sufferstall, Inter Milan. So yeah, uh, yeah, probably agree that they, yeah, they would be. Maybe, maybe Bruges would be. Yeah, Bruges would be a nice. One I, I looked at Bruges and thought they would be as a one of the easiest. Yeah, Did he yeah, go to Bruges? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, Minnelli. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's the connection there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, as well from our previous European nights, I don't feel like Bruges is an old name, isn't it? The Stairs up all would the way. Would to Valencia? Would you fancy that? I think I'd like Olympiacos <laughs> just so that people could come over. And, yeah. uh, you know, if obviously. Yeah, that'd be, be great, great wouldn't, it? wouldn't it? That'd be brilliant. That'd yeah. be brilliant. Last time, because uh, the last time all the, the Liverpool sports came to Athens, the locals were just absolutely made up. Really? Know, the atmosphere yeah. and and uh, everybody loved it. And they were like, oh, I hope they come back. Yeah. So. We went there when uh, the Sioux, was it? In the, the Olympic Stadium. In the UEFA Cup, was it? I think we played. A few years ago, that, that's one of the best atmospheres I've ever been in. That, mm-hmm. that was brilliant. 
Yeah. So then there's pot four. These are all unconfirmed because there's yeah, still qualifying teams, matches yeah. tonight. But pot four, we've got uh, local mugs of Moscow, Young Boys, Ghent, Galatasaray, uh, Leipzig, Slavia Prague, Atalanta, and Lille. So I reckon out of that draw, toughest would be locomotive simply because it's Moscow. It's you know the yeah. travelling and all that. And I'd say the easiest one would be uh, probably Slavia Prague, maybe. Uh, yeah, Slavia Prague. Or Ghent, something like that. Or Ghent, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. You know bring, bring anyone. You know, when if people just go to a stadium that we haven't been before, to be honest. I know, think that's that's, know, that's that's the way I. That's the that's how football like, fans yeah. think. You know, it'd be nice to see somewhere different. Yeah. You know than usual suspects yeah I think that when you're looking for a draw you're looking for that aren't you? you're looking for places you haven't been to uh, with Champions League obviously a lot of the places we have been to before but there are still some that you yeah. know I mean I don't think we played Ajax have we no. since the uh, 60s I'm pretty sure we haven't you know but that would be a fantastic trip wouldn't it? especially because we were all looking forward to getting them in the final rather than Tottenham <laughs> we played them in 77 uh, in the Olympic Stadium in the Pre-season, yeah, pre-season friendly. Yeah, I think we played yeah. them later on sometime as well. But yeah, not not a not an amazing competition. Yeah, so we're all looking forward to that. And like, really, in terms of um, can we make the third final on the run? I mean, it's there's not. I I can't see any reason why we can't. You know, that's why I think seven to one is pretty uh, generous, really. You know, I don't think any team would look forward to playing no. at Anfield no. after no. the Barcelona game. Yeah. In any team, really, honestly. I mean, that's still that's still a you know, mirac- a, that's still a miraculous victory, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's it's a long way to go. Obviously, you know, it's a long season. You know, with the league and the Champions League, you know, domestic clubs. So, it all depends on the fitness of the players as well. You know, injuries. Every club is the same, by the way. It's not just us, you know. But yeah. Um, we Will do, you be sitting by a computer tomorrow night when you're? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it depends on Looking the, at the uh, venues. But <laughs> they don't. They, I think the uh, the actual fixtures get. After the draw, yeah, I think later, it's a few yeah. hours later then, yeah. so, so everyone will be uh, hovering around the computers <laughs> trying to get cheap flights or flights via anywhere, you know. Uh, but, you know, every, I think everyone's really looking forward to it. And, like, I think now, you know, we're European royalty, aren't we? You know, six time winners, it's just, you know, it's just unbelievable stuff, you know. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Then it's back to the nitty gritty really and it's Burnley on Saturday yeah. and another uh, R5 kick off so. R5 kick off yeah so atmosphere be a decent again. atmosphere yeah. I mean you, I've been looking at the stats on Burnley and we always think Burnley's a really hard game but if you look at the last 10 games in the Premier League uh, they've only won one uh, and you know we've, I, I we've won eight and there was a draw you know but I think it's the, the physical one, battle yeah. that we've got to win isn't yeah. it if I remember rightly I think the one that they did win was 2-0 yeah, it was. Yeah. Where they scored fairly yeah. early and then maybe yeah. later then. But wasn't that the one where we had about eighty percent possession and Yeah, I looked and that up, John, and it was at eighty point yeah. six we it it's the it broke the record and still is the record for a team having uh, most possession in the Premier League and losing the game and it was eighty point six possession. But the goals were from uh, Gray and Volks. Gray is now at Watford, is he? I think he is, and he invokes at Stoke, I think it is. But uh, so they're not playing for Burnley anymore. But if you look at our, you look at our defence on that day. It was August. I think it was the first away game of 2016. So Klopp's still on a learning curve, really. It's his first 
full season in charge. He's still, and we had Mingale in goal, Klein at right back, Lovren, Clavin, and Milner was the defence. Our defence is unrecognisable to that now, isn't it? Mm. You know, it really is. So, as you said there, it was a physical battle as well. Yeah, and that's what. It's what we well, got. any any match against a Sean Dice team is going to be a physical battle. I think I think Klopp's team now has proved that it can win those physical battles. Mm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know the way. You know, it's we go back to uh, the Van Dijk syndrome again. You know, the the calmness that he that he just brings the rise around yeah. the defence. You know, we spoke about like a few teams that got behind us this season, maybe because we've been high up. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting the way Burnley will uh, come out to their tactics as mm. well. You know, against Liverpool on Saturday. We seem to be playing that defensive game, don't we? Mm. I mean, do you think that is because of we're thinking we're pretty good at it, and because of VAR, even if they went on to score, they'll probably be offside. I mean, John, have you? Uh, do you think they're thinking like that? Or? That that's, seems to be what people suggest, you know, and yeah. we've heard on social media. That's a sort of a deliberate ploy in a way. But sort of interestingly, um, and and it's. Again, I saw this on, on Twitter a couple of days ago. It, um, this guy posed a question about when 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 they got behind us on Sunday at Bamiyang. Yeah. But Matt have got sorry Saturday. Matt have got back to make the block and Arsenal got a corner. But he was offside, and they were saying, so what happens if Arsenal score from the corner? Mm. Because what they what they were suggesting was that if Aubameyang had scored, yeah. great block by Matter, but like great recovery, recovery by him. Um, but if he'd have scored, they'd have probably disallowed it because he was clearly offside. But they got a corner, so the play went on then. Yeah, I don't and I don't understand that. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think really there needs to be clarification on things yeah, like because, that, doesn't it? Because I think you know everyone's in the dark over certain aspects of it, aren't they? You know, I mean, I know they're letting plays go on. And if they score, then the, then the you know they give the offside. But what know. would have happened from 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 yeah. the corner? Well, yeah, why, yeah, why? I thought that to yeah, myself. Yeah, so Great. that was straight. Yeah. But but I think going going back to Burnley, I think that's exactly what Burnley will be looking to do on Saturday is is to score from a corner or a free kick. Yeah, and they'll just shut up. Shut they'll up, just yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'll just be like a uh, hassle really, and have eight men so, in, in in defence. Yeah, and they beat Southampton at uh, more three 0 and they narrowly lost to Arsenal and they were always in that game and could have, mm. could have won that game, could have got a draw at least and then the two against Wolves and we've seen Wolves, you know, slouches are they so it's no, going to be a tough was, game isn't it? It was an injury time penalty wasn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a, a tough Wolves. game and I think in the Arsenal game I think after it I think they were in the game for a long time yeah, and, they were, yeah. and a few Arsenal players can complained didn't they about Burnley's uh, being a bit over physical and yeah. whatever so they're certainly going to look at our front three. It's going to be a tough three. game for us. They're yeah. going to look at our front three, Andy, and think we're going to try and intimidate these. Uh, but I think we've got, I think we've got the strength around the team, on the, in the midfield especially, and the defence to to uh, confront that physical battle. Well, as you said before, you know, I don't think you have got to worry about it. But to an extent, now we we, we cope with all this now. You know, whereas mm. uh, two years ago when we went there and you know they had a go at us and. You, he shuts up shop a bit because of the, the physical uh, side yeah. of their uh, game, but now we cope with it. Yeah, well, we beat them. But the worry is, is that, you know, is do we get any injuries yeah, from yeah, the way yeah. they play against? Well, we, I was going to mention that Gomez yeah, last, of course, yeah. last year. We beat them 3 1, 
and it was a tough was physical a battle on it. Yeah, yeah. Cold December night, yeah. and Gomez unfortunately got the injury, kept him out for a while, you know. But you know, um, I can see a, a similar physical battle on Saturday. There's no doubt about it. But mm-hmm. I think I think Liverpool have proven that they they, they can. Uh, well, in both to... in both games last season, again, if I remember rightly, we were getting beat. Because mm. I think even the Anfield didn't they score first? Yeah, when did, yeah. bit of a like, foul like on Alisson, he got away foul, with it. Yeah. Yeah. But my sort of point being, yeah. what you just said, a couple of years ago, we probably wouldn't have come back against a Burnley and got yeah. a result, but yeah, we yeah. did last year. We came back twice. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in both games, uh, so hopefully that. That's so Ashley Barnes just seems to be their biggest threat. He scored four goals, doesn't he? I mean. Do you know much about him, John? I know that he's given us a hard time on yeah. many occasions, actually. Yeah, I've, I've seen him at Anfield um, giving our defence a hard time just yeah. on his own up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he lets people know he's around. That was pre Van Dyke, though, so yeah, whether yeah. he'd get away with it, I don't know. It'd be interesting to but see. But the worry yeah. is, though, with the, with the goalie situation that we've got, mm. you know, we can. Yeah, well, we were, I mean, we were saying in the last podcast, weren't we, how pleased we were with him. Uh, the ball at his feet probably touch wood we spoke too soon you know but then he had the clanger against uh, Southampton and that but I mean he's he pulls off decent saves yeah, he made a few saves you know good yeah. saves you know Pepe on Saturday yeah, I think he is yeah. I think he, I mean you've got to remember he was he was still injured from the uh, Super Cup when he, when he was getting mm. the ball passed back to him I think Klopp defended him didn't he saying yeah. oh really they shouldn't have been giving him the ball back because they knew he was injured yeah, because so, he did make a similar mistake on almost on on, on Saturday, on Saturday but yeah. he made a pretty good save as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't know the extent of uh, when um, Allison's back. We don't know, but you know, I think he's he's done okay for us so far, hasn't he? But the initial thing, sorry, with Allison, uh, the rumor it was four to six weeks, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, so. Um, I think I'll stick with that one as well. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool might look at it if if we play him. On Saturday, or if he's nearly fit and we play him, he's then I don't know whether Brazil's got any games, but then he, he's mm. possibly got to go to Brazil then, and mm. the internationals, you know, yeah, whatever they're he playing. Back before the so, so it might it might be yeah. you might look at bringing him back after yeah. that break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all you know everyone's looking forward to the Burnley game. Hopefully, we can keep the. 100% record, and it'll be 13 consecutive wins. Hopefully, yeah. but, it'll know, be nice. I think uh, City yeah. play. Brighton at home, I think City. So you know you, they, you know you're not going to expect an upset there, you? you know. But so we've got to keep not on Brighton. winning every game, haven't we? Really, yeah. to put a bit of pressure on them. I think you know, looking at it for me again, it'll come down to our head-to-heads with City. You know, I think it will. You know, let's take on Burnley first and yeah, yeah. get to that one eventually. Yeah, but I think um, one game at a time. Well, one game at a time. Yeah, let's keep it to that. So, um, Karen, I'd like to talk now about uh, you know your granddad's legacy, really. You know, and I think, uh, I mean, the club's really unrecognisable uh, from when he left in '74, isn't it? You know, but do you think there's? Uh, do you think he? You know, for me, he was the foundations for the club. You know, he built he built everything. He transformed the club from second division mediocrity to what it's become. You know. Do you think he'd, he'd, uh, he'd be pretty proud of his of his achievements? I think he definitely would. And I think, um, you know, one thing I noticed, because I did a little bit of um, the tourist guide, you know, taking a couple of people round Anfield oh, right. uh, last week, and it was just how much he pervades the whole 
place still. Yeah, yeah. His, and his, his presence is so, so strong. I, I feel it really strongly. And I yeah. think that would be, he would be, a, that would be make him so, feel so amazing, I think, especially, yeah. you know, after the, I think the fact that yeah. he did, you know, retire before he should have done. Yeah. Um, at least he knows that his legacy and, and, and he's still, he's still, yeah there you can feel when you, when you say it pervades what do you mean is it like quotes on the wall and things like just that just everything or? yeah it's like it, obviously the statue but like when you go if you do a bit of a tour yeah. you find out about how every single thing is like back, goes back to something he did and yeah, they've yeah. still kept it or right. you know or there are little tactics that he had which are still you know they're still in use today with the away team and things because yeah, of the way yeah. the room is underneath right, okay, and that. Yeah. so all of these things go back to him and and I think that, I mean, that just makes me feel mm. uh, very proud, obviously. Yeah. But um, it's also amazing that, you know, that it's 106 years since he was born this year. So yeah, yeah. That we're still talking about him. You can still feel his presence. It doesn't really happen in anywhere else, does it? In, in any other club, there's well, not that can't feeling. Can't think of any. Possibly Matt Busby, but, you yeah. know, but, you know mm. that's the only one. Uh, maybe Jock Steen. But, but mm. no, not to the extent of Bill Shankly. Mm. You know, he's the, basically the DNA a yeah. Liverpool football club, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Did you go anonymously? Did you go? Uh, uh, I, I tried to. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. Well, then somebody said, and who is related to Bill Shankly here? So I kind of went, I am. And yeah, then, you know, I mean, then he wanted to introduce me to all the, yeah. the staff. Uh, and I, I was very impressed as well yeah. by the staff. Yeah. Really? Do I don't think he'd approve of the. Uh, the white on the socks, would he? Because he brought no, in I the all red kit, I didn't like that myself, to I be honest. I don't I know. Like I mean, it, it looks like they've got like like players bandages. used to put bandages yeah, around their exactly. ankle, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it, someone's uh, someone's obviously got an award for that somewhere, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think the fans are too appreciative. No, you know? no. But um, so in terms of um, on September the second, Marnold is a trip to uh, Glenbrook, is there? Yeah. Um, uh, Shankly's birthplace. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously it's it's Bill Shankly's birthday on the day. As Carl said, he'd be 106. So. We the Spirit of Shankly, we received a letter of the Shankly family from up in Scotland and um, the Chief Executive of uh, Ayrshire Council, uh, Council has been in touch only today to say, you know, uh, they're looking forward to welcoming welcome us up there. They've, it's it's the regeneration of it's the Scottish uh, Mines Restoration Trust yeah. that's um, involved in it. Because there's no, the Glenbrook, there's nothing there. There's now, nothing there. The only, yeah. the, the only thing there, there's, there's a plaque um, to, to Bill Shankly, which was put there in 1997. Uh, Who's behind that model? Uh, Jimmy Flowers. He used to run Liverpool Away Supporters Club at yeah. the time, and we all went up there yeah. you know, yeah. in 97. And that's the only, that's the only thing that commemorates. Um, Shankly in Glenbrook, mm. yeah, and unfortunately the plaque's been been there quite a long time. So now uh, the Scottish Mines and the Council have got together and to say this is going to be an area of re restoration. Yeah, like um, a heritage centre. Yeah, like yeah. a heritage centre. So um, you know it's brilliant that we that we've been up there, invited up there, you know, on on a Monday, yeah, on his birthday. Can I just say, like, it's amazing if that original plaque hadn't gone up, maybe we wouldn't be doing well, all this now. Well, so I that's all that. down I've to Jimmy and, and, and like the supporters. And obviously, I mean, afterwards, like, um, Barbara Shankly and, yeah. and other people got involved because they were the last people who were born in in Glenbrook yeah. and they obviously wanted they didn't want Glenbrook to be you know off mm. the map yeah. but if the Liverpool supporters hadn't 
done the plaque that we and probably wouldn't be talking about grassroots that grassroots Liverpool support yeah, yeah, it wasn't, 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 wasn't yeah, yeah. hierarchy no. or anything like no, that no no it was the, the yeah, yeah. that's what I said to him Barbara Shankly and, and if it was Fiona Lease the chief executive today said without Jimmy Flowers having the foresight to do something like this yeah. in yeah. 1997 Brilliant. this wouldn't be happening today Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it just would you know yeah. Apparently, uh, Glen Buck was going to be sold for for wind farms, and mm. but it's co- the co board owner to the but the co board yeah. owner to the or the Ayrshire Council. I yeah. think so, but I've, it's been yeah. sold, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, so, so like if you imagine if it had been a wind farm, then it would have been off off limits no to everybody. Gone, yeah, Nobody yeah. could have gone. So, so are the plans to build some sort of like museum, a heritage centre, or is it uh, at I'm the moment? Sure. Is it no? Also, is they they want yeah, the do it's not like it's sort of centre. They they want to make it into. Uh, so when people can come just to, you know to um, a memorial for, for Bill Shankly yeah but know. there was all, there was a lot of players came from Glenwood yeah. wasn't, yeah. wasn't there 50 yeah. odd players who, who played yeah. top level you know mm. so I can't remember the name today yeah. what uh, Fiona was saying but uh, one of the, the ladies who will be there on on Monday she was the last person at 15 years of age to leave Glenbrook yeah Mm. And she, she said she can't wait for us, you know, she, to meet all the people who will ask me to travel. So, when the coal man shut, the village shut basically. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it was. And the, yeah. the nearest town is Muirkirk. Yeah. Muirkirk, yeah. Muirkirk, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, that, I mean in, in terms of that, I mean, I, for me, it's such. Isn't it going, in, hopefully, going into the Scottish Hall of Fame or something? Well, or, hopefully, there's. Because there's, there's a group, the Glenbrook. Glen yeah. Um, yeah, they just this is Glen Buck they're called, and yeah. they they would like instead of just one player being honoured in yeah. the Scottish Hall of Footballers Hall of Fame, they'd like the whole of Glen Buck because it it gave birth to so many yeah, yeah. footballers. And it was only a small, and it was only a tiny, tiny place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just football was in there. Yeah. Well, like there was nothing really else to do, so yeah, yeah. that was how yeah. they spent the time. Yeah, and the, um, the memorial is going to go to where. Uh, Bill Shankly's house was, isn't it? Yeah, that it will be in the place where he yeah. lived, yeah. With yeah. his uh, brothers and, uh, and sisters. And right. obviously mum and dad, so there were like tw- 12 people in yeah. this tiny house. And how many surviving members are there? Barbara Shankly is And she, yeah, but that, she's a she niece, was the niece, she's my she's niece. So yeah. none of the brothers and sisters are alive, they've yeah. all died, yeah. yeah. But yeah, obviously there's um, some nieces. Yeah. And no, that, that, that's, uh, that's, that's great that it's carrying on really, yeah. isn't it? That, you know, his birthplace, I mean... I've been up a couple of times, but you know, I think it's uh, it's really it's great that it's a grassroots initiative as well. Yeah, and that Liverpool supporters have initiated it in, in, in mm. some way in 1997 when they yeah, yeah. when they paid uh, people paid from their own pockets, didn't they, That's to get that made that memorial? Well, once again, like you know, reiterating it was all down. This all down to Jimmy Flowers, this you know, yeah, yeah. and you know, good on the man, Jimmy, you know, yeah. for what he for the foresight that he had, and yeah. now it's great that the the council in Scotland are, are getting involved in it and to. So to regenerate parts of the area, mm. yeah. uh, it'll, it'll be brilliant. I think Especially uh, with being in, in December, you know, 60 years since he co- comes to Liverpool, so mm. it can be a big uh, yeah. thing planned, yeah. Mm. I think he'd, uh, I think he'd grand have, have approved of uh, Jürgen Klopp, wouldn't he? I think His whole so. attitude, I mean, yeah. you see the videos of him hugging the staff when he's mm. first day back at training and knowing all the names, and I was talking to journalists and saying, that's not an act. That's yeah. the way he is. Yeah, you know? that's what I, I like about him as well. I think he's not pretend, he's not trying to pretend to be somebody else. He's just what what he is, authentic, it's genuine, genuine, yeah. and I think yeah. that's what people pick up on. Because yeah. you know, if it's false, people will pick up on that, and that doesn't you know, people know yeah. they're not stupid. But the thing about him is, he's really, mm. you know, you can see that he's genuine. Yeah, 
Yeah. What's your greatest memory? I mean, I know you're only uh, young when he. Um, I was about sixteen when he yeah, died. Yeah. What was your greatest memory of? You know, what was it like going to his house? And, you know. Well, I suppose. I mean, because he was just my granddad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in his in his house. Um, no, no, Karen. He was the Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I mean, I just remember being constantly interrupted. That was, you know, if you were in his house, that was it. You know, yeah. there was no, there'll be people knocking on the door. Is Mr. Shankly coming out to play, you know, the field at the end? So people would be phoning him, journalists yeah. to talk about the match. Yeah, yeah. Or he'd be watching the match, or he'd be doing the, the pools, you know, the football pools. Then there was like, his armchair was worn away on the side where he used to do the pools, you know. Yeah, from, yeah. From where, <laughs> and um, he was just... Um, yeah, football. That kind of nothing all, else. It was is all that football. all he ever taught you? Did you ever play Monopoly or any no, games? No, nothing like that. But you'd be really no, no, <laughs> nothing like that. But you'd be fr- afraid to fall over or hurt your inj- get injured because he was very. Um, yeah. He didn't like that. Look after yourself. Look at yeah, you've yeah, got to, yeah. yeah. It's your responsibility. Yeah. That. So <laughs> there must have been great childhood memories then, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember going to. I've just seen a video recently of um, Norman Wisdom at the. Um, mm-hmm. um, it was that must have been at Melwood at a Christmas party. I yeah. think I remember Norman Wisdom was dressed up as Father Christmas and then presented <laughs> himself. And uh, yeah, those kind of things, you know, like Christmas at, um, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas parties were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely yeah. memories, aren't they? Yeah. Brilliant memories. Thanks, uh, thanks very much, Karen, for thanks coming for in. Thanks for asking me. It's been a pleasure. You know, it's been. Uh, been really good you know um in terms of uh, the legacy of uganda and also what's happening in glenbrook in terms of the heritage stuff and the the uh, monuments and that and i think you know i think we wouldn't be having this conversation i don't think sitting around the microphones in the liverpool echo offices if uh your granddad and arrive in december 59 i just think i think it would be a totally different club i don't know what that club would have been but I don't think we would have been six times European champions. I'm pretty convinced of that. You know. So uh, you've been yeah, listening yeah. to uh, Alain La Rouge. Uh, thanks for everyone. Thanks for all the feedback you send into the Liverpool Echo. And thanks for everyone all around the world for listening. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back in a couple of weeks when we'll know what the Champions League draw is. Thanks to Mono, John Nicholson. Thank you. And uh, not forgetting Karen Gill, Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Bill Shankly's granddaughter. Thanks. A great pleasure having you in and giving some insight into your granddad. Thank you. So we'll uh, see you in a couple of weeks' time and hopefully three points against Burnley. Over and out. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.